I'm Abby Hornacek. This is Tucker Carlson. And I'm Jessica Tarlov. This is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. The race for coronavirus treatments continues as real progress is being made. We've, we've tipped um, the advantage back in favor of the host being the human being. Um, that's what it looks like we've accomplished in this trial. This is the Fox News Rundown. Global Pandemic. Medical breakthroughs for COVID-19 treatments and vaccines are exciting for doctors and patients. They provide small pieces of light amid such dark times. And now, a UK-based company is seeing results for a treatment that can be directly inhaled. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Richard Marsden, the CEO of Synergen. Starting first in Jordan, that saw just 11 deaths during the coronavirus pandemic. The country announced this week that it will start to reopen airports for arrivals from low-risk countries. Anyone coming into Jordan will be required to pass a coronavirus test 72 hours before departure and download a contact tracing app. Now to Israel, where thousands of people protested last night in Jerusalem over the government's handling of the coronavirus outbreak. The demonstrators gathered outside the house of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, where some clashed with police. At least 34 arrests were made with charges of disruption of public order and assaulting police officers. One group called on the prime minister to step down, while the other group was made up of restaurant owners demanding clearer guidance during the COVID-19 pandemic. Israel successfully locked down and beat the first wave of coronavirus before rapidly reopening schools and businesses. This led the country into a far worse second wave that saw Israel reach a total of 50,000 coronavirus cases since the outbreak started. Finally, in the United Kingdom, where the government has secured 90 million doses of a future vaccine. 30 million of those doses will come from BioNTech and Pfizer, while 60 million will come from Valneva. Like many places, the British government is hoping to get ahead by placing orders now for promising vaccines. Nearly 300,000 people have been infected with COVID-19 in the UK, and more than 45,000 have died. A new treatment, though, from a UK-based company has shown promising results in early trials. It is a major development, and we're really pleased with the data. This is Richard Marsden, the CEO of Synergen. We started a clinical trial of our drug in hospitalized patients with coronavirus infection uh, earlier this year. Most of the patients were dosed during April and May in the UK. And the reason we're using our drug in these patients is it's a broad-spectrum antiviral, and it's inhaled. It's delivered via aerosol directly into the patient's drug uh, lungs. And the, the, the drug itself is a copy of a protein that you and I make, everyone makes when they get a viral infection in the lungs. Normally it's an influenza infection or a common cold infection, uh, but here we have a, a very strong rationale to be giving it to patients during the coronavirus infection. And the reason for that is the coronavirus suppresses the production of interferon beta in the airways. And it does that to evade the immune system because interferon beta is a bit like the conductor of an orchestra. It it coordinates the initial antiviral response. And if that goes wrong, then you're vulnerable to the infection. And what did the test look like? You tested this on a number of patients. How successful were the tests? And what sort of hope does that give you for the near future about getting this out into the marketplace? Yeah, so we gave it to 100 patients in hospital 
and uh, half of the patients got placebo and half of them got SNG001, which is the name we give the drug. And the data is really good. So when someone gets admitted to hospital, uh, they can either get worse uh, and need uh, to go to uh, ventilation, mechanical ventilation, or even progress uh, worse than that and die, um, or they can get better. And what we found with the drug is that we were able to reduce the odds that they get worse by 79%. So that was a really good protective effect of the drug. Uh, and in terms of getting better, we defined this as leaving hospital and getting to the stage where there is no limitation to activities. And you are more than twice as likely to get to that level of no limitation of activities if you took the drug. So this is a significant stage, development. Yeah, uh, we're very pleased. It's um, you know it's a, it's a small trial. It was de it designed as a pilot study, uh, with the expectation that it would inform uh, an expanded trial. Uh, but the magnitude of the effect has kind of caught us out a bit. Uh, we're we're conducting a, a separate trial, uh, where we're getting the drug into patients much earlier in the course of the infection uh, and this greatly enhances our confidence that it will work in that setting where we're giving the drug earlier. What are the next steps in this process? I imagine that a lot of red tape around getting a new drug into the marketplace can be cut because governments around the world are saying, hey, look, we just need something to start treating the millions of people who have had or currently have coronavirus. So what does this look like for you? What do the next days and weeks look like? Well, very busy. Um, and it is unusual times, of course. This is a trial in a series of trials, uh, four trials, in fact, that um, where we've tested the drug in various settings. And we've, we've got some safety data of the drug when it's been used in asthma, uh, two trials there. And we've got um, good evidence that we're switching on the antiviral defenses in the lungs with our drug. Um, we've, we're, we're getting data from a trial in COPD patients, that's chronic bronchitis and emphysema. Uh, that data comes out next month. So it's not a standalone trial. So we've, we've got um, additional data to go along with these coronavirus infected patients. Uh, having said all of that, I can't prejudge the outcome of our next round of discussions and our audience there are the regulatory agencies so in europe we will talk to uh, the uk authorities the european agencies and we will look to engage with the fda as well to find out what additional data they want us to work on uh, in order that we can prepare uh, for submission how do you look forward and ensure that if this continues to be successful and countries around the world are going to be asking your company for this product. How do you make sure that you are prepared to crank out that many doses on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis? I imagine that if things keep heading in the right direction, that you'll have quite a demand for this product. Yeah, there's a few things that work in our favor here. Uh, the, the drug itself is is a well-known drug. It's, it's normally given by injection to patients with multiple sclerosis. So the the, the challenges we would normally no, normally face at this stage to do with manufacturing and scaling up are, are relatively easy to solve. 
Um, the issue is that the injected formulations are, are not right for inhalation. They've got other products in the formulation which are great for injection, but you would not want to put into the lungs. And also, that they're quite acidic, the injected products. So as is a special formulation that we did develop for inhalation. Having said all of that, we recognised that um, time was against us if we want to uh, be in a position to meet demand if we are fortunate enough to get um, approvals uh, this year uh, and and we we set about scaling up all the manufacturing operations in April this year. You've been listening to Richard Marsden, the CEO of Synergen. We'll be right back. So it, this is something that you've been preparing for in the middle of this outbreak. I want to dig down a little bit into how exactly this works. So you talk about this is a protein that our bodies understand already, but basically by inhaling this through a nebulizer or some other way to inhale the medicine, you're basically warning your body ahead of time to get ready to fight the infection. Is that accurate? Well, that's the the classic way uh, people believe the drug could work in these respiratory patients and indeed that's what we were doing in asthma and also in COPD and I think that um, when we looked at the data that's come out of this hospital uh, trial which we announced uh, we were quite surprised that it has had this effect when patients have had symptoms for as long as 10 days the average duration of symptoms was was 10 days Um, so that's kind of surprised us. We didn't expect it to be um, this efficacious. So it's clearly doing something that interrupts the virus' ability to just keep using the lungs as a breeding ground for the virus. We've we've tipped um, the advantage back in favour of the host being the human being. Um, That's what it looks like we've accomplished in this trial. And A question that I often like to ask scientists and CEOs and those who are really working to change the conversation and the treatment options for coronavirus is, why are you doing it? And obviously, there is a business mindset when you are developing a product that will be widely used in the medical community. But I imagine that there are other reasons why you take on such an effort and just wanted to get a better understanding of of why put the focus in other than that's where the market's at right now. I mean, what are you hoping that this does for people? Well, I mean, that's where you start to sort of get in touch with your emotions a bit because, um, you know, there are going to be, you know, hundreds of CEOs and leaders of research around the world working on programs that might be beneficial in this fight against this um this awful virus and uh, you know that we need everyone to be working on it and we need you know a handful of people to be successful quickly and um you know i think we're 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 perhaps maybe some of the earliest groups out of the blocks with um with clinical data gilly had done a tremendous job with remdesivir um so we need success and we uh, you just you just know it's your job and you just have to get on with it. The, the moment of euphoria you get when you, you unblind the data and you see the effects we've had, that lasts about two or three hours. 
and then you realize how much more work you've got to do and it's your mission to make sure you satisfy the agencies and that you put all the manufacturing steps in place to be able to provide uh, millions of doses later this year which is what we're aiming to to do it's such crucial and important work during this time where there's a lot of uncertainty in the international community and, and people are scared because this is new for everyone, including the doctors who are looking for these types of tools to treat patients. Richard Marsden, the CEO of Synergen. Richard, thank you again for your time. My pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com.